Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. This comes right on the heels of yesterday's text where Jesus was presented at the temple after he was circumcised and Mary was purified after her uncleanness. It follows giving birth to a child according to ceremonial law. We're going to come across a guy named Simeon here, and he has captured most of our attention in this text to the point where I think people even who are familiar with Scripture Scripture have tended to focus on the Simeon portion of this text instead of everything else that's in this text, which is very rich, insightful, and helpful for us to understand what's going on here with regard to God's redemptive plan for the world. Let's pick it up in verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. So just a couple things quick. When it says he's waiting for the consolation of Israel, that's using prophetic language to say that he's waiting for the Messiah. And the Holy Spirit being on him is significant because before Pentecost, the Holy Spirit did not indwell every believer. In fact, it only indwelled a few believers, in most cases, for a short period of time until they accomplished whatever task God had set them up to accomplish. So some scholars have suggested that the task Simeon has set out to accomplish was to be a witness to the birth of Jesus. We've seen one group of witnesses so far, the shepherds. Now we've got Simeon, another witness here in a second. And after this, we're going to see a witness, Anna. And although we don't know God's motive for having Luke include these three witnesses, it is consistent with Old Testament law about the need for there to be two or three witnesses to confirm the testimony of a certain account. In other words, Luke is bolstering the argument for the reliability of the birth of Jesus. Verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. So Simeon has been given this message from the Lord that he is not going to die until he sees the Messiah. And this is happening right now. He says, okay, Lord, I've seen it. I'm ready to die. And in doing that, he also reminds us that the Messiah is here for all peoples. That doesn't mean that all people are going to be saved. It means that representatives from every tribe, tongue, and nation are going to have the opportunity to receive the gospel, be grafted into God's family, and spend eternity in heaven with him through faith in Christ. He specifies that this is a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Gentiles are people who are not Jewish. They're not descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they don't really have a lot of background in the story of God's redemptive plan up to this point. But the message of the gospel is going to go forth to impact people even outside the family of God, the people of Israel. As this happens, it's also going to be a glory for the people of Israel because God has specifically chosen the people of Israel to be the vehicle through which the message of his salvation goes to the world. This is a common theme, the idea that salvation is for all peoples, which has been discussed from way back in Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible. Verse 33, And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this 
child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. There's a lot in what Simeon just said there. First of all, that this child, that Christ is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. The people who are going to rise are going to be the humble people who are aware of their own spiritual deficit. The people who fall are going to be self-righteous people who are haughty and arrogant, who think that they can earn God's favor by behaving the right way. The essence of the gospel is that nobody is able to earn God's favor by behaving the right way because we're all fallen, we're all broken, we all sin, and we fall short terribly. And so Simeon is alluding to the heart of the gospel here. And the way that we could respond to that, and many people have responded to that wrongly, is to say, well, then I'd better work on not being self-righteous, work on not being haughty, work on not being arrogant, and I'd better work on being humble. The problem with that is that even that is a works-based framework. If that's our approach, we're coming at it from the standpoint of this is something I need to do. Rather, it's the humility and the awareness of our own spiritual deficit that will lead to us accepting the truths of the gospel and the message of Jesus Christ. At the same time, it's our self-righteousness or our haughtiness or our pride which will cause us to reject the truths of the gospel and the person of Jesus Christ. So, as we've said over and over here, we're not saved by what we do. We're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And even pursuing humility, which is a good idea, or putting off self-righteousness, which is also a good idea, aren't ultimately going to save us. It's whether or not we accept Christ, believe in his name, that will save us. At the end of verse 35, Simeon says that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And the way that's going to happen is how people respond to Christ, whether they accept him or reject him, will reveal the thoughts of their hearts. There's one other key idea in here I want to pull out, and that is that Mary, up to this point in the text, has been described as highly favored by God and blessed. Yet Simeon says because Christ will be opposed, referring to his being rejected and ultimately killed, it also says the sword will pierce through Mary's own soul as she watches this happen to her son. And it's a good reminder, just because we're favored, just because we're blessed, doesn't mean that there won't be pain or hardship. In fact, as is the case with Mary, because she is favored and because she is blessed, i.e. because she gets to be the earthly mother of the Messiah, she's going to experience pain and hardship in a way that no mother ever has in the history of humanity. Likewise for us, this whole following Jesus thing doesn't mean life's just a bowl of cherries, everyone's going to love us, and everything's going to go well. In fact, to the contrary, if those are the ends that we're chasing, we may want to reconsider following Christ. Do you see what I mean when I said at the beginning of this that our attention is sometimes drawn to this old guy, Simeon, who's been waiting for the Messiah and finally gets to see the Messiah, and then we kind of cut the story out there instead of looking at what the things are that he says and thinking about them? There's a lot there to contemplate. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.